Have you ever wanted to sleep better? Me too. I've always been notoriously a bad sleeper, which is why one of the things I'm investigating right now is sleep health and how to improve it. Sleep is so important for so many things, like your energy level, obviously, your focus and your mental capacity during the day. Uh, how are you gonna perform at work? Um, and it's also really important for physical performance, sports, and it has so many connections to different aspects of your health that are critical. So that's one of the things I wanna focus on today in, in this episode. I'm also gonna be talking a little bit about some of what I've been eating and some of the, the diet changes that I've been thinking about. Uh, for example, why I'm adding blueberries into the rotation and some things that I'm taking out. So yeah, stick around for that. If this is your first time at the podcast, which it probably is just because this is the second one, then what I'm doing in this podcast is really taking you on a journey with me as I try to improve my health. And a huge focus for me right now is just trying to move away from pharmaceutical drugs towards just better better nutrition and a healthier lifestyle generally. Some just like upgrading these different areas, exploring new things, trying new diets, uh, trying new supplements and recording this along the way, trying to help other people do the same. So come along for the ride. All right, let's dig into it. So sleep health. I've always struggled with sleep. As a kid, it was getting to bed. Nowadays, it's staying asleep. If you check out the newsletter, which I'll link in the show notes, you'll see an example of one of these nights where I've had a pretty bad sleep. And I've been trying a few different things and doing some research over the last week on some things that I could do to improve my sleep. And here, here's just a, here's a few of them. So one thing that I've been doing actually for years now is tracking my sleep. And if you don't track your sleep, there's tons of different ways to do it. You probably have seen some of these or may have one on your phone already, like a free, slap tra free sleep tracking app. Um, I actually use something which is the Withing Sleep Tracker, and it's like a pad that goes under your mattress, and it can do everything from tracking your heart rate so it understands what sleep cycle you're in to tracking your motion and how often you're getting out of bed, things like that. So I've been finding that super useful. I use that for... Um, really just breaking down the different stages of my sleep, understanding how deep I slept, understanding how many times I got out of bed, seeing if there's improvements from some of the things I'm doing. So that's kind of a foundational thing that I would definitely recommend. Um, okay, one big category of things that I've focused on is just reducing blue light. So this is like the second tip is try to reduce blue light as much as you can. You've probably heard this before, and I have a few suggestions on how you might be able to do this. The first is I actually installed an app called Flux on my laptop, which I've really been loving. I'll definitely link to that. And that automatically transitions the light from blue hues to red hues um, as the evening progresses. And you can even set what time you like to go to bed. You can set your time zone and it'll automatically kind of make that even transition. And why do we even want <laughs> to do this? I mean, the, the reason really is that our bodies, they can't distinguish between the blue light from our cell phone and our laptop and the light that comes from the sun. It's really thinking you know, you're really kind of tricking your body into believing that it's time to be awake versus time to be transitioning towards sleep. So transitioning from blue lights towards more red hues is a really important part of that. 
And I mean, the best thing you can do is just like not be using screens or you can use blue light glasses in the evening, things like that. Those could be some, some other ways of handling this. Um, but using an app like flux is a, is a good, good tip. Even, even if you are trying to have like a curfew for, for your cell phone, which I'll, uh, I, I'll be talking about as well. Another thing. So I use the iPhone and I'm, so I've got these night shift settings on my, on my iPhone. And I basically just turn those to the highest warmth settings. I think like out of the box, if you turn night shift on, it's probably somewhere in the middle between the cool and the warm. And I just turned it all the way up. I think that's the best thing to do. Um, okay. So something else, which kind of fits into the blue light category, but also into another category of trying to just like transition yourself towards a sleeping mode, reducing stress is I have a curfew for my cell phone. This is something that I just started. It's really hard, honestly, to do, um, but I've been trying to keep my cell phone out of my bedroom, stop using it an hour before bed. And this is another, you know, that's, this is the third tip. Um, I actually, you know, my goal is really to increase this by 30 minutes as soon as I can. Um, so stop using an hour and a half before bed and really reduce one, you know, social media intake, news intake, uh, all of these things that <laughs> reading work emails, things that could really increase your cortisol response, increase your stress before bed, which is something you, you'd prefer not to do. Okay. Fourth tip for sleep. Something that I've been doing is just having tea before bed. And I, I use a very specific tea. I'm actually going to be trying a few different ones. So I'll, I'll be reporting on those as, uh, as I test some, but I've been using the one from Organifi. I, uh, primarily at least I've also actually been, uh, filtering in one from Goldie that I like a lot. They both have some similar similarities, but they are very different. The one from Goldie is primarily turmeric and ginger. And the one from Organifi has all sorts of different things, including turmeric and ginger, but also a mushroom complex like reishi mushroom. Um, the Organifi one is a bit on the sweeter end uh, and it's sweetened with monk fruit. So nat natural, natural sweetener. Um, this is something that I try to do about an hour before bed, an hour, an hour, an hour to an hour and a half before bed. I'll make this tea and try to consume it uh, before bedtime. If you check out the newsletter, which I'll link to in the show notes, you'll also see one more tip in there. One of my, one of my favorite sleep tips from TikTok. Uh, it's actually one of my all-time favorite TikToks, so definitely check that out. One thing also that I had talked about in the last podcast, in the last newsletter that I found super interesting, and I'm going to keep following up on this in future in future podcasts, is about mouth breathing versus nose breathing. And I didn't realize how big of a problem mouth breathing was from everything from your mouth health, teeth health, uh, huge contributor for cavities, sleep apnea, snoring, and all sorts of other uh, issues, even from things like asthma and allergies. The way that you breathe through your nose humidifies and also filters out the air. So it's really important. And a huge portion of the population breathe through their mouth. Even I certainly do this sometimes. I have asthma. And sometimes I'll breathe through my mouth just because maybe my nose is stuffed up a little bit or I'm feeling like my, test is, my chest is tight and I need to get more air. So then I feel like breathing from, through my mouth. And actually, it seems like that's not the right thing to do. 
So I've been trying to really stay focused on breathing through my nose. Highly recommend you, you try this too. And something that I've been looking into also is even mouth taping at night, which seems crazy, sounds insane to tape your mouth shut, but it can be a huge benefit. Um, if you wake up with your mouth, you know, dry or, you know, you're, you wake up and you still feel tired, maybe this is something to give a try. What am I eating this week? All right, in the newsletter, I dig into some of the food that I've been meal prepping. Um, some things, you know, early in the week, I try to make some things that I can eat throughout the week, mix into different meals, makes it a little easier to eat healthy and cook at home. So check that out if you want some of the details on that. In the podcast, I'm just going to focus on one specific new ingredient that I've been adding to my list, which is blueberries. So blueberries is one of the most nutritious and sometimes considered a superfood of the commonly eaten foods. I, you know, I don't know about you, but from my perspective, I feel like blueberries tend to get a little bit of a bad rap. They don't have a, you know, they're not, not a beloved staple of too many homes, uh, or at least not many of the homes that I've been in. A lot of the time you get a blueberry and it's a little too squishy, or it's not quite sweet enough, not quite ripe enough. At the end of the day, I've just been hearing more and more about the benefits of blueberries. Let's just like put the fickleness of blueberry aside and think about what we can get out of a blueberry and maybe even how we can use blueberries uh, in our day-to-day life. So blueberries are pretty low in calories, actually. Less than 100 calories in a full cup of blueberries. That's pretty wild. And in blueberries, you have a high density of antioxidants, um, which can protect your body from free radicals that can damage your cells, contribute to aging, cancer. So you get lots of antioxidants. There's fiber. There's vitamin C, which is great for immune system, but also great for sleep health. Vitamin K, which is critical for blo- blood clotting uh, and, and bone metabolism. And then manganese, which you don't need a lot of, but getting it in your diet is important. It's used for metabolizing amino acids, cholesterol, glucose, and more. So those are some of the benefits of it. Some, what I've been doing with it, and if you check out the newsletter, I'll, I'll throw a few recipes in there, but you can use it. I, I just snack on it, honestly. You can use it to top some yogurt. You can uh, throw it into a smoothie, throw it into salads. So yeah, just you know, pick them up and, and see uh, see if you can get the get these into your diet. One of the things that I just try have been trying to do in general is get all sorts of different things into my diet. You know, a instead of constantly eating the same foods over and over, you really need to get a wide variety of foods into your diet to get all of the different vitamins and nutrients um, that your body needs to function well. So that's something I've been focusing on. Okay. What am I listening to? Check out the uh, podcast notes where I'll share a link um, to at least to the newsletter, if not directly to these podcasts. But two things that I listened to this week that I found super interesting I wanted to share. One was the Extra Spicy podcast. This is a San Francisco Chronicle podcast, and it's about the new wave of tech food. So things like uh, Impossible Burgers and Beyond Burgers and all the mushroom, new mushroom complexes and all those sorts of things. And in particular, though, some of these heavily processed foods that are 
in a way, I feel like touted as being a, a healthy alternative to meats, maybe. Um, and at the and really, though, these are not healthy. They're ultra processed foods that have gone through a hundred different steps to get from, uh, you know, wherever the hell they started to your plate. So I found that super interesting. And there's a related book that I think I'm going to pick up. And then the other is Tim Ferriss podcast um, with Dr. Andrew Huberman on optimizing sleep. Uh, some of the tips actually that, that I've given you came to from there. And I definitely recommend giving that a listen to. I already mentioned Flux. That's something that uh, I would definitely recommend a new tool in my toolkit. One more that I'm not yet ready to recommend, but just wanted to mention is Thrive. So this is something that I've just been, I've been trying to figure out how I can test, do some testing myself without having to go to a doctor for it. And not saying I'd recommend doing that, but that's what I'm trying to do. And so I've been looking into gut microbiome tests that I can use to better understand my body and where it's at and thrive popped up in my search so that's the first one i'm going to try i quite honestly i think i'm going to try a few but this seemed like the cheapest and uh easiest one to start with so that's what i'm doing and i'll, I'll link to that as well if you're interested uh if anyone has tried a gut microbiome check test before that they found really helpful please hit me up shoot me an email um drop a comment uh, on the YouTube video and let me know what you've tried. Um, all right. Thank you so much. We've got a lot of really interesting stuff coming up. Uh, so uh, subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel. Go check out the newsletter. Would really appreciate you signing up for that. And we'll see you back soon. Thanks. Thanks.